Oh, I was I was on the train yesterday, first in first class. Not that I'm posh. I just happen to know the uh, onboard crew, <laughs> and the one of the first class uh, stewards said, "Would you like a cup of tea?" And I said, "Yes." What do you have? Because usually there's like different blends and stuff. And he said, um, "Oh, we've got Earl Grey." And no word of lie. Instantly, I said, "Tea Earl Grey hot." <laughs> And it wasn't until I was halfway drinking it, I was like, did I really just say that? Good morning, evening, and or afternoon, ladies, gentlemen, and assorted whatever else might be listening. This is The Final Frontier, Treksphere podcast all about Star Trek fan films, fan creations, and fan fun. I am Bill Allen, a.k.a. the guy in the red shirt, and joining me today is our host and fearless leader and the guy who gets up way too early on the weekends, Adam Mullen. Good morning. <laughs> and our special guest this afternoon to talk to us about his creations, Robert Sharp. I greet you in the traditional manner of my people. Good afternoon, sir. Well, thank you, Robert, for joining us. Thanks, Bill, for uh, you know for being here as always. Uh, so far, you've survived, even though you keep wearing your red shirt. I don't know yeah, how. <laughs> that's why we don't do a video podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, you got do you have pants on? I I have pants. Okay. See, Robert, last time we did this, he didn't have pants on. He had to go put them on. <laughs> Oh, I didn't realize he was Tuvok. <laughs> yes, it appears I have forgotten my uniform. <laughs> so, uh, fascinating. What kind of what kind of news we got? Well, I, I've got a couple of items. Uh, one uh, Robert mentioned in the uh, pre-show: uh, scientists have found the planet Vulcan. And by found the planet Vulcan, what I mean is if you go through the various uh, technical details that uh, have been printed in some of the extra sources regarding how close Vulcan is to Earth and possible stars it would be located around, uh, one of the stars that was mentioned, I believe it was 40 Iridani mm -hmm. or 40 Eridani, something or other, yeah. Um, yeah, it turns out they've actually uh, tagged an extrasolar planet that's uh, in the it's a solid planet, not a gas giant area, uh, circling that particular star. And it's kind of a big deal because it adds to the catalog of the extrasolar planets we've actually spotted with a satellite, and it's actually in the right place for where Vulcan was supposed to have been. I kind of <laughs> doubt there's any Vulcans. That's, that's what they want you to believe, man. <laughs> of course there is. I met this guy, pointed ears, had a bit of an American accent, said he said he crash-landed in his ship about 1950s. Very nice fella. There used to be a theory that said that Gene Roddenberry was either an Edgar Cayce-type psychic who was seeing the future or he was a time traveler. Hmm. No, and he, just got, he just got the records off the Vulcan starship. Something like that. Yeah, he was Ed Begley Jr. who found a crashed spaceship from the future. Yeah, uh, 
But that used to be a theory with all the technology he incorporated in the Star Trek that would be invented decades later. That was that was a, a weird fringe tinfoil hat fan theory. But every now and then a new story like this comes along and you got to wonder, how did he know that planet was there? Mm-hmm. Well, clearly he got in his starship, went around the sun at Walt 9 and just did the time travel. Yep. <laughs> it's what That's... I do. That's where they got that for Star Trek Four. Yeah. <laughs> In other news, the the second tidbit I have, um, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, a few years back, a guy made a uh, documentary called Backyard Blockbusters. Documentary all about fan films and fan creations, and it covers more than just Star Trek, but it's got a lot of Star Trek in it. And uh, this week. In the last couple of days, it uh, it's popped on Amazon Prime. So if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, uh, check it out. What's the backyard about? blockbusters? You said uh, fan, fan films. films. Yeah, and it's not just Star Trek. Not just Star Trek. I mean, they they talk. Uh, they got some uh, some of the comic book fan films in there. Uh, a lot of Star Wars fan films. There's a lot of Star Wars and Star Trek because those seem to be the ones people hit the most for fan films. But he's got a lot of other interesting esoteric stuff, a couple of Batman films, that kind of thing, Indiana Jones. Just about anybody who's ever done any kind of fan film for any big blockbuster movie. Hmm. You have to check it out. Well, that rolls out Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they made this one little obscure 70s grindhouse film, and that was that, you know? Yeah. You know. So the, uh, the big news in Star Trek world uh, is the, the trailer just came out for the uh, Star Trek shorts, the short Trek episodes, and uh, I'm excited. Are you guys excited? I am. I'm excited beyond measure. But uh, my understanding is that they won't be airing in the U.K. on Netflix. That didn't stop me watching them. <laughs> well, we shh, shh, we won't we won't let anyone know that you've been illegally downloading it. Oh, I didn't. I simply had a friend of mine point his Skype webcam at the TV screen. Oh, actually, you know what? That's I never would have thought to do that. Huh. Welcome <laughs> to pirate TV, mateys. Yar, <laughs> yar. But um, yeah, Captain no, I'm... William, Captain Adam. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a feeling that when even if if this whole deal with Netflix and they don't start doing the whole live broadcast thing this season on Netflix like they did last year, Netflix is still going to grab Discovery season two. And I have a feeling they'll put the shorts at the beginning of that as like a special episode or something. Yeah. So eventually, I'm sure it'll be out there for everybody to see. If not, well, the season two DVD will have the, the shorts on it, so there you go. I'm looking forward to um, the Tilly one. Mm-hmm. I just want to say for everyone, hashtag I'm silly for Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that hashtag all about besides being silly for Tilly? Um, basically, you just love Tilly. So She's a pretty good character. I do, I do enjoy Tilly. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see them uh, do a spinoff of her in, like, 15 years after the show's over. Because, I mean, I'm sure it's going to get 
four or five seasons. I, I think they're aiming for ten because they said it ten years before the original series, so they yeah. could run this right up to that. Yeah. And the the season, the series finale could be sending off um, the Enterprise to where no man has gone before. Yeah, I had a similar thought. That would be really cool. But well, after the show goes away, I could see them uh, bringing it back in 10 or 15 years for a miniseries or a made-for-TV movie and have Captain Tilly in the Maroon Monster doing that uh, era of Star Trek for a little bit. Cool. I actually had my own idea about how they could um, dovetail the Discovery and the original series. Um, basically, basically, we know that Kirk took over from Pike. Mm-hmm. So, why not just have like a little giveaway line where Burnham hears or gets a message saying that um, Pike's left the Enterprise and giving it over to the youngest, you know, captain in Starfleet, and you know, just give it a, like a, a giveaway line in a letter or something, and that would neatly join mm. it together. Yeah. You should write some fanfic about it. That's what I do. Ooh. And that's how we segue into our main topic of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. So <clears throat> so Robert, you, you write fanfics uh about Star Trek, right? amongst others, yeah. I just want to make sure that we've got the right person here. Because, you know, that would be awkward. <clears throat> yeah, so, I make I make fan fan fiction. And I do it with a license. Oh, how do you do that? Oh, no, I just wanted to get an Axanar joke in. What was that? I wanted to get an Axanar joke. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, so, how did you first get into Star Trek? Um, Probably when I was a kid. Uh, just watching it Sunday evenings before dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what series would you watch the most? Um, well, at the time, or, yeah. um, at the time it would have been the original series because I wasn't, I don't think I was old enough to remember um, TNG. Hmm. But then as I got older, I switched to TNG, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. So of all the series, I mean, currently right now, uh, what's your favorite? Um, overall, I would have to say The Next Generation. Good choice. Good man. I, I would agree with you. Uh, what's your favorite season of TNG? Oh, I'd have to say season four or five. Which episode? Um, season 4 episode 1 and which scene in that episode yeah which scene Um, I'd have to say maybe the uh, I think it's called on the soundtrack the graveyard of ships Mm -hmm. yeah yeah where they simply fly through Wolf 359 and I'm like, wow, all these ships are destroyed. I'm like, oh, hang on. Isn't that the model of the Enterprise flying by the window? <laughs> uh, which, which's your favorite uh, line of dialogue? 
Uh, oh, crikey. Um, sleep. <laughs> and what, what's your favorite frame? If you had frame. One, one, one frame. Um, the frame... Oh, the window frame in uh, the ready room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for humoring me. What's your favorite film? Uh, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Ooh, why not Star Trek Two? Um, because Six has got everything. It's got political intrigue. Mm-hmm. It's got, you know, an assassination. You've got peace conference, and you've got an. It's essentially an outdated battleship, go or cruiser, as some people would call it, going up against a ship they can't actually find. Mm-hmm. You know, and and also like spot the logical one is like he gets the order to go back to space dock, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm not going to do that." <laughs> I I definitely I six is not like my number one, but it's like really really close. I would say probably Wrath of Khan, First Contact, probably then Discovered Country is probably number three it's it's really good there's so much like potential like you know what what happened after from all this political fallout i was talking to a friend of mine the other day about this and uh he's thinking about writing his own fanfic on on the political fallout of star trek six and i think that'd be a really really interesting yeah the reason one of the reasons i like um six is you get scotty um you know and to this day, I don't know if he kicks down the door or he just charges it with his stomach. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's like he strikes a purse when he fires the phaser like he's the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Scotty. Oh, yeah. And then you have Sulu. Oh, my. <laughs> mm. uh, so, okay. Yeah. So your favorite series is TNG. Your favorite episode is best uh, part two of the uh, best of both worlds. Your favorite uh, scene was uh, the, the strip graveyard. And then your favorite frame was the uh, window paneling on the ready room, right? Yeah. And then your favorite film is Star Trek six. You really like it when Scotty goes, Oh yeah. Going through the wall. Well, it, it, well, it, 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 there's no way I've stood that, that bit it for all time it seems and there's no way when you look at his legs that he's kicked it down he's just he's just charged with his stomach <laughs> so have you been uh, watching Dis- well obviously you've been watching Discovery since sorry I'm just like going down my questions have you been watching Discovery hmm let me think about this we were just talking about it so what, yeah. what do you think about Discovery like you know is it is it like is it growing on you is it something you were like eh at first or were you at like at first I will admit, uh, what's the phrase here? Oh, yeah, full disclosure, I was not a fan of uh, Michael Burnham Mm. at first. And the reason for that was I didn't think it was right for the character to have a male name. Then I figured, well, hang on, who cares? Mm -hmm. And the character just sort of grew on me. But, um, I mean, she's a good character. But I'm more. I love Tilly, and I love. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. The redhead. What's what's she called? Oh, um, 
uh, Detmer? Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a theory that um, Detmer has a crush on Saru. <laughs> Are you going to write a fan fanfic about that? I have one in the I have one in the uh, the planning stages. All right. It's just uh, that scene. It's just that scene where they collect all the medals, mm-hmm. and when it when she says, "Commander Saru, the first Kelpian to get the Medal of Honor," and Detmer looks up, and the, that smile is more, "I am so proud of you." Hmm. Do you so you think yeah. it's beyond friendship? And beyond family. Aww. So, what's your favorite episode of Discovery? Um, probably the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, did you squeal uh, like me when you saw the Enterprise? I was like, oh, the Enterprise, okay. It's going to do something like um, a smash cut to the credits. And I was like, hang on, what's that? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling they would do that, but it was really, really cool to see it. And that that was that wasn't the best bit. It was the credits where they brought back the original music. Yeah. And like, yeah. Okay. Now well, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's get into the main thing here. What you're here for? Uh, what made you want to write fan fiction? Um, mainly because I wanted, uh, I, I just wanted to make my own stories. You know, certain plots didn't make sense. I was thinking, well, hang on. I'll just write my own ending for for stuff. Hmm. Uh, 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 Yeah, I didn't write for the original series. uh, Well, I did one for the original series. Mm -hmm. I did one for um, a couple for TNG. uh, But mostly I write for my favorite hybrid, Naomi Wildman. She's your favorite character? Uh, in, in Voyager, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so I was going through through uh, your your different stories. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, I think, six um, that are centered around Naomi, right? Yeah, and then one is just sort of, yeah, six, I think about five or six Naomi Wildmans, and then... Um, one where it's sort of a, a remake of my own series. And you, so you follow them at first uh, <laughs> uh, when they're children, right? And that's in uh, the story called Children in Charge. Yeah. Basically, that happened because I was sat at home, bawled out my skull, and that um, episode of TNG Rascals yeah. came on. And I was like, okay, what if. The Borg children in Voyager and Naomi were the only ones left. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, do they do they fly back or do they stop and look for the crew? I was like, nah, Naomi, Naomi's looking for the crew. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was just a one-off, and but people liked it so much that they asked me to do a sequel, so I did. Yeah, what was that? Wasn't that uh, that was Janeway's advice to Naomi in that one episode, right? Always leave your shirt tucked in and never leave a man behind. Good, and go down with the ship. Go down with the ship. 
which is a problem because Naomi got transferred to the to the star base. Hmm. So it's children charge one and two, and then you have a I guess I'll call it a threequel, and that's when they're all grown up, right? Yeah. And how where, many years have elapsed? I think I did it where there were teenagers now. Okay. And then you... The, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the difficult... Um, the only difficult thing for writing Naomi was you look at her and she's about eight or nine, but she's only four. Yeah. <laughs> There's no the age like, discrepancy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know there was a... They, they, hand waved it away by saying well it's a hybrid all the genes are mixed up yeah I'm like, I'm like okay she's grown up on a starship so she's going to be very smart but try to do some like childish stuff hmm. because that's reflecting her actual age yeah oh I think that's interesting like, there was there was one there was like a scene I remember writing where I was like what what would she do on a starship that's going in a straight line for a birthday? So they, I wrote the line where they they cleared deck nine of all equipment and they they, they drove round and round in go karts. Yeah, I could totally see that being something that uh, Tom Paris would be behind that initiative. <laughs> so. You first wrote these in 2008. Yep. Oh, crikey, that's 10 years ago. I've yeah. only just realized. It's been 10 years. <laughs> Let's see here. So I'm clicking on Triller in Charge here. It looks like, well, this is updated December 31st, 2009. Oh, it published, what does that say? Published February 15th, 2008. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it has been 10 years. Yeah. Uh,. Let's see here. And then your last one you gave me was Beware the Quiet Ones. Oh, uh, that was that's um TNG one. Yeah, and that that's about uh about uh Jay, right? Uh Lieutenant Jay. Yeah. Which I believe is probably the only fan fiction technically sanctioned by the character uh character's actress. Can you tell us about that? How how did you uh how did that happen? Uh, basically, I had always been puzzled by why everyone had, you know, curly hair on the Enterprise D, and there was this sort of tough-looking U.S. Marine sort of look-alike on the bridge. I was like, I want to know more about her. And by by accident, I found her on Twitter. And I thought, hang on, if I look over all her episodes, I could plausibly come up with a story. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't updated it in ages, I'm, I must admit. But I came up with this basic first chapter where she, it was, the Enterprise D was the first assignment. She suffered a terrible sort of loss, uh, stroke battle on her cadet cruise. And because she saved the ship, I managed to do a counterattack. Uh, basically, Picard was like, when you graduate, give me a call. I want you on my boat. Hmm. And uh, I sent the first chapter to her, and she liked it. And um, 
Yeah, she's she's read the other ones so far. Wow. Uh, that's yeah. pretty cool to have, you know, the your, your character's, like, actress actually read it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, so it looks like that you published September 17th, 2016. So now it's just over two years old. Uh, okay, let me look at my questions here. I hate going out of order. Ah, uh, but I was going to ask you, um, uh, do you have any future fanfics in the works since it's been two years since you last published one? Um, I do other stories, not specifically um, Star Trek. Okay. Can you tell um, us about some of those? Yeah, I, my first ever fan fiction was a Harry Potter one. Oh, okay. As, as always. Uh, which was thought of as sort of four chapters, and it ended up being 100. Oh, wow. How long did that take to write? Uh, in total, just over a year. Wow, that's actually pretty quick. <laughs> so so now, now um, I think it's on the, on the anniversary, um, I, hold, I hold the... Um, a jerk, jerk awards ceremony, whatever fan fiction I uploaded that day, and um, I always award it to the first uh, person who reviewed it. Hmm. Yeah. How um, how long did it take to write Children in Charge? Uh, the first, the first film. Yeah. Uh, first film. First film. I say. Um, the first fic took about. A week. Okay. Because uh, what I did was I thought, well, hang on, I'm not going to do what I do with my other stories, like the Harry Potter ones and, mm-hmm. and things like that. I'll write a basic outline for each chapter and then sort of fill in the blanks. Hmm. So a week for let's see here, uh, week for four chapters, right? Looks mm. like. Um, well, I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote the outlines for in a week, okay. and then over, over the course of a much longer period, I filled in the rest. Okay, so I was going to say a week for four chapters is pretty good. Uh, which one is your longest fanfic? In total, I'd yeah. say that in, that would probably have to be the Harry Potter one. Oh, okay, uh, but oh, um, sorry. How about how about uh, for the Star Trek? Oh, that would have to be, and I'm looking. I'm looking it up myself. <laughs> um, it would probably have to be one of the Naomi Wildman ones. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, since since they end up being continuations of each other, it's hard to really say where one yeah ends I'm and the a... next begins. It's all one big epic sweeping tale of Gilgamesh. It's it's basically one big statue. Yeah. Do, do you but, think you'll you'll continue her story? Uh, no, because in the last one I killed her. Dude, oh, dude, dude! dude. Yeah, I didn't get there. Spoilers! Spoilers! Come on. Ah, uh, but she 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 does have a she does do what Janeway says. So. So she it's, tucks her shirt in in the last scene. Okay. Go down with the ship. Yeah, she evacuates. I mean, basically, spoiler alert. She evacuates the crew, so she doesn't leave anyone behind. One of the last things she does is make sure she tucks her shirt in and pilots the uh, 
starship she's on, because mm-hmm. this is set in the future, mm-hmm. um, she pilots it straight into a First Federation vessel and blows them both sky high. Mm-hmm. So she never leaves a man behind, keeps the shirt tucked in, and goes down with the ship. Wow. Now I, I don't... Wow. I... See, now it's like I know how it ends, but I still... Yeah, yeah I've only I've only read through the first couple so far, honestly, and i got to say um, I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, ch- Children in Charge because because you made the Borg children a lot less annoying than <laughs> they actually were on the series. I it, liked them. I liked them. I, I, I just... Ugh. They wanted to get rid of the two twins hmm. uh, in real life, apparently, because they couldn't write for them. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, "Well, if we get rid of, if we get rid of them two, we might as well get m- rid of Mazzotti." And I'm like, "Really?" When I found out, I was like, "Seriously, that was that was your decision?" Well, they, I can. They got too old. I can I can understand that they they've always had trouble writing for children. Didn't stop them with Naomi Wildman. Well, they they skipped her ahead a few years so they could just kind of make her whatever age they needed for the story they were writing. I mean, mm-hmm. if you notice, they did the same thing with Alexander. Yeah, it's like he went from uh, you know baby to uh, adult in what eight years, seven eight years. He was up to eighteen years old and and like that because they needed him to be that old. Ah, but was it in human years or Klingon years? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean we we can justify it by saying you know Klingons come from a, a a planet where everything is a predator. So if you stay a youngling for long, you're a snack. So they have to evolve to maturity quickly. But at the same time, it's because they can't write well for. Well, they can't write anything for toddlers, apparently. I mean, because I, I guess, I mean, so what did the toddler do today? Well, it stumbled around a bit and made gurgling noises. That was my day. And that's, that's and, probably and why. So they, uh, go ahead. They have a couple of, oh, look at the cute baby episodes. And then six months later, yeah, she's in first grade now. Um, give her some tricky type homework so she feels like she's part of the crew. They just. Although, strange, strangely, they didn't do that with. Uh... Uh, Molly O'Brien. Mm-hmm. That was the one odd one. They didn't. I mean, it's. It, but at the same time, nobody really likes the O'Briens except for Miles. Oh. I do. I thought they were cute. I, I liked Molly more than I liked Mrs. O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, Keiko was. Uh... I mean, well, Keiko was hit or miss. There were times when they did a great story with her, and there were times when they just made her a putz. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the problem with Keiko was, uh, this is a true story, she um, she suffered a, a flat tyre, and they said, look, there's the garage, get the car over there, and the driver said, you know, push, and she just went, I am pushing! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh, my goodness. You know, we, we, we should have had him on here a long time ago, because we keep running out of jokes to open the show with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to yeah, say that was that was my that was one of my that was one of my favorite DS9 character moments. Um, just that 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 little scene where O'Brien announces to everyone, you know, 
Keiko's having a baby, and Worf looks panicked. Here? Now? Right now? Um, <laughs> not again! No, no! I know, you can, you can see the sort of... I know it was, I know it was painful funny, but it was like uh, the, the far-off stare of seeing some brutal horror in war, and Worf's like, I am a Klingon warrior. I have defeated Jem'Hadar and, and my fellow Klingons in combat. I, not... I'm going home to Earth. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be somewhere else. I, I can't be a midwife. That's too scary. <laughs> uh, I was going to uh, bring up, you know, Jake Sisko. You know, he's like the only, I guess, child character that, you know, has the most most um, episodes, right? Because he was all the way through Deep Space Nine, but they chose to make That's Jake like 11 years older or so. So he was a little bit older because uh, it was probably easier to film with him. Yeah, well, it's like they, they started with Wesley, and nobody liked Wesley. They weren't good at writing Wesley. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. Yeah. Everybody hates Wesley. Yeah. Even the, even the bug wouldn't assimilate him. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, the, we are the bog. Resistance is futile, but uh, he can stay. We don't want him. Yeah, yeah he, the Traveler probably got tired of him. That's why we see him in that, that like, one offhand, like, clip in nemesis uh in the movie where we see him at their wedding you know and he he's you know somehow what like a lieutenant or something in starfleet how did he do that well he probably annoyed the traveler too much and the traveler probably said shut up wesley and then you know made him leave (laughs) yeah that's one of those i i i I mean i like will wheaton as an actor now but mm -hmm. they they didn't write wesley very well they did much better writing jake yeah. Uh, they did fantastically writing Nog. Nog is probably, of all the children characters, you know, his character development arc was actually better than most. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the only problem I ever had with Nog was um, the Valiant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, he's a commissioned officer. All right, he's an ensign, but he's an officer. The minute he stepped foot, he should have assumed command. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that the guy in charge was a was the captain. He's only a cadet. Right. Nog's a commissioned officer. And my 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 father is ex Royal Navy, so he and an officer himself, or hmm. rather used to be. And he was like, "Keep, just take the ship and go." <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of annoying that Nog kind of rolled over and just took orders from a cadet. Oh well. Yeah, but he made he made up for it with the um, the Nog wedding dance. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's move on. Uh, who? So you really enjoy writing for Naomi, but who's like who would be your favorite character to write for, or or of the characters you've written for? Um. Because he wrote for Savick. Oh yes, I wrote I wrote uh, a, uh, a little script for well, story for Savick. Mm-hmm. Basically, she gets bullied about her parents and runs off into a cave, and gets um, realization that yeah, just because she doesn't have a family doesn't mean she doesn't have a family. Mm. Uh, and then there's a guest appearance by Cat. Uh, Kang, mm-hmm. 
But basically, he's like, yeah, um, and if any of you, any of you dishonorable bullies, uh, bully this child anymore, I'm going to have you cleaning out my my plasma conduits. <laughs> so is she your, is she your favorite to write for? No, no, my favorite. I get, well, current or past? Um, how about well, first, how about past? Past it would have been Naomi Wildman. Mm-hmm. How about because? No. Okay, oh sorry, keep going. Yeah, I was gonna say, basically Naomi Wildman uh, previously because you know there was you didn't see her all the time, so you could write stuff and I was like. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's plausible and it yeah. works. Uh, how about, but at the moment, how about at the moment yeah, it has to be Lieutenant Chair um, because there, we just literally do not know anything about her. Yeah, the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, the only thing we know about her is that sometime before between all good things and generations, she must have done something really bad because she gets a demotion. Hmm. If you look, um, she starts off as an ensign, ends up as a uh, lieutenant. But if you look at the insignia she wears on her uniform on on the D's uh, helm, she's wearing the single pip of an ensign. Hmm. And she, the character, uh, the actress herself, uh, Tracy Lee Kirker, uh, she basically was like. You know what? I never even thought about it like that. So, basically, she's given me permission, essentially, for me to write something bad about her character oh. in order in order to explain why she's got a demotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Covert mission gone wrong. Starfleet needed a scapegoat. Captain Picard thought it was unfair, so kept her on the Enterprise, but he couldn't change the demotion. Hmm. That's actually you. Are you psychic? That's basically uh, what I had. I've been called psych something or other a time or two, but uh... <laughs> psychotic. <laughs> the, yeah. The one film I would have loved to have seen her in was um, Insurrection, because you just know that she would have, you know, she would have been with Picard and the others on the surface. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, we know she's in first contact. We know she survived the Borg. Thing because you see her in, uh, no, you do see her in Insurrection. Sorry, uh, you don't see her in Nemesis. Yeah, keep going, guys. I got to be right back in just okay. a sec. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Wikipedia here, or, or I'm sorry, Memory Alpha, and the last thing they have for her is uh, Insurrection. Um, so yeah, she, yeah, we don't see her in Nemesis. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm like, well, we don't, we don't even see her insignia on the collar. So I'm, my theory is that she was part of the crew up to the end of um, insurrection, and then she gets her own, she gets her own ship, Ooh. and her ship was the one. That turns the Enterprise E back to space mm. dock. Mm-hmm. In uh, Nemesis. At, at, well, in between Data blowing himself up to oh. save the Enterprise and, and yeah, that would be cool. Is it? So I haven't read it 
read it yet, but is that in your your fanfic of her? It will be. Okay. Um, I, what I've do, what I've done with her, this one is basically write notes and uh, sort of have a timeline of what I want want to do. Mm-hmm. But to because she's such a cool character, I've set her first appearance in my fan fiction in season two, uh, not season not season four where she first appears. Mm, okay, oh that's cool. Basically, because I thought one, she's too good a character to miss mm-hmm. uh, in some of the really good season two episodes. Um, yeah, basically, so far she's um, uh, helped identify the loss of the Horatio hmm. and also sort of punched out Admiral Quill. <laughs> Quinn, sorry, Admiral Quinn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, she she goes in instead of Crusher, basically to to because you don't know what ha- what situation is. And Quinn and her get into a fist fight, and she gets like almost strangled, and and whilst like Ensign, you better go to sick there, and she goes. No, sir. Pulls out a phaser. Let's go. <laughs> so, can you um, can you tell us about any of your other Star Trek fanfics that are in the works that you haven't mentioned yet? Uh, one, well, I've got one where basically, um, it's like, um, sorry, not Picard, uh, Janeway, the night after she gets back to Earth, mm-hmm. basically, she does a inspection of Voyager before handing it over to uh, Starfleet, basically to see why the ship is still in one piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, at which point she steps onto the starbase, gets arrested by Starfleet security, and he's sent for court martial. Hmm. Because, my God, Janeway in canon <laughs> made. Far more violations of the Prime Directive than Kirk did. Mm-hmm. So, she, well... Oh, sorry. She aided, she aided and abetted a known Starfleet enemy. She mm-hmm. gave comfort to the enemy. She, kid, she she broke the Prime Directive in interfering with other people's lives. You know, um, she, she's as bad as Captain Jonathan, I'm a princess, please love me, Archer. <laughs> so will it be about how she kind of gets out of that situation and then eventually becomes Admiral? Yeah. But she will she will uh she will get reprimanded. Hmm. Especially for several episodes where um she basically aids the ball. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big one. Hmm. And also really, also willingly endangers her ship by not getting her crew back. When uh, when do you think you'll have that out? Like the first chapter? Oh, a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. The, the biggest problem I always had with Voyager was they said, um, you know, well, well, we can go home, but we can put we'll have to put it on a timer. And I, well, hang on. 
why don't you set the caretaker's array to take you through and just leave a couple of top hitters behind as on, on a timer? Hmm. Job, job done. Hmm. Yeah, that was always one of those things. It's like any other crew, that would have been a two-parter. <laughs> and, and they're home. I mean... yeah. All right, the the first series would have been about ninety minutes long, and that was it. Yeah. yeah, but I always try to justify that to myself by saying that this wasn't the best of Starfleet. It was a uh, a mediocre. Show. It was sort of the blue collar Starfleet. It was showing, you know, instead of the best and brightest, this was the average people, including one guy who's basically a convict on work release. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a, a tiny little mission for an obscure ship in an obscure part of space, and then yeah. things just kind of spiraled into the grand adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, um, another thing about Janeway, before we go on to other stuff, um, she's also technically guilty of theft. Because if you watch the first episode, Caretaker, when they're heading towards DS9, Mm-hmm. Uh, Paris and oh, how do you pronounce names? Is it Staddy? Uh, the helm, helm, oh I yeah, guess. yeah. I can't. I yeah. know who you're talking about. Uh, they they actually technically seem to have stolen one of the Enterprise D's shuttle pods because <laughs> they you, there's like a brief moment where it, it turns past the camera and it says one seven zero one dash D right on the side. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, hang on. Don't you think Picard wants that back? Uh, okay, I'm gonna see if I can find this memory alpha. Uh, caretaker part one. Well, we we got it as one giant thing because you see, in in England, the BBC shared practically everything as as one part. Oh yeah, memory alpha has it all as one. That's okay. I'm gonna see if it's under like trivia facts or something here. Let's see. I'll just do Enterprise. Yeah, I was never. I was never honestly too worried about Janeway getting in trouble when she got back after the way they did that finale, because she basically brought with her a whole bunch of advanced technology that would give the Federation a technical superiority over other empires. And the Federation, for all of its stated nobility and lofty goals, they're very. Um, Selfish, greedy, I don't know. It's like Kirk committed felonies bordering on war crimes, and uh, they said, well, don't do it again. Here's a ship. Because he saved the Earth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you do one good thing, and they're going to ignore all the bad things you do because, you know, you did good by them, which is very, very shady. So she comes back with that ablative armor generator, the 27th century hologram technology. They're going to be like, oh, you're in so much trouble. We have you listed as AWOL. That's desertion. You're going to, oh, wait, what's this? You brought me a present? Oh, thank you, Admiral Janeway. I like to think that Janeway might have done something wrong, but she was such a good captain that they couldn't officially say it. So Admiral Necheyev just basically gave a voyage and said, yeah, go find these nasty bad people in the Badlands and uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so I just looked up on Memory Alpha. 
It does say the shuttle that takes Tom Paris to Deep Space Nine changes its registry number. It initially reads 71325, then changes to 1701D, and then finally to 74656. Yeah. Huh. So essentially, Janeway is still one of Picard's shuttles. <laughs> and then they just casually change the, the registry. It'd be, it'd be like that scene in, um, have you ever seen MASH, the film? Uh, no. Yes. Oh, I think Did he steal know. that Jeep? Oh, no, sir. That's the Jeep he came in. No, I was going to say, that the, the thing at the beginning where they go, um, uh, sir, what do we do about the Jeep? And they went, he goes, um, oh, just put different plates on. Nobody will notice. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that because that's how it ended until he drives off and it's like, wait, did he just steal that Jeep? <laughs> yeah. All right, I, so... I, I, like, I like to think of it as sort of Grand Theft Starship. <laughs> That's probably what got Paris in trouble. Amongst so what... other things. Amongst other things. So we have to uh, do a couple things here. I forgot to do the, the trivia question, but before that, let's have Bill do his lightning round. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um... All right. Who do you think would who who do you think does better in a leadership role once they grew up, Wildman or Alexander? Wildman. No love for Alexander at all. <laughs> no. He was annoying the entire time until he stepped up on that bird of prey, and then he was like, "Okay, I finally like Alexander." <laughs> Alexander Vazenka, the Wesley Crusher of the Imperial Klingon Defense Force. Yep. Yeah, but Wesley's like a, a, a semi-deified being now. Yeah. I mean, I expect great things from Alexander. That's next, just me. Next question. Next question, next question. Um, uh, of all the famous... I mean, uh, if, uh, I'm, I'm sure as someone who writes fanfics, you've read fanfics. Uh, whose fanfic did you enjoy the most? Um... I don't know, actually. Probably, probably not a Star Trek one, though. Uh, so... I can't think of anything really. They're all that bad, or they're all that good. They're all that good. Okay, <laughs> just, just... <laughs> All right, now you've you've done Harry Potter, you've done Star Wars. What's the one thing you really want to do but haven't quite done yet? Um. The last Starfighter. Hmm. Really? Yeah, I, I, when I was a kid, I saw that film when I was about five or six. I was sick with, with measles and, and, and that. And I sat at home in my pajamas watching The Last Starfighter, and I'm like, I want that ship. Where can I buy one? So if you wrote it, would it be a prequel or a sequel? Um, sequel. All right, next lightning round question. Uh, Doctor Who or Harry Potter? Since you're uh, a native of the the uh, Enchanted Isle, land of the sun never going down. Um, Doctor Who. Okay. Are you excited for the uh, the new season? Yes, for two reasons. 
One, the new Doctor, who's a, a woman, and mm-hmm. if you don't mind me saying so, about jolly well time. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is she from the same county as me, but, so she's a she's a good Yorkshire lass, ah. as we, we would say up here. Uh, the new series also starts on my birthday, so woohoo! Well, happy early birthday, o- October seventh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that the BBC have given me this big a present. <laughs> <laughs> they must have really liked your fanfic. Yeah. 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 All right, Bill. Oh yeah, that... that's another, that's one. I do I do Doctor Who fanfiction as uh, um, as well. Oh. I think that's pretty much a requirement for British citizenship, though. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> Bill, do you have another lightning round question? I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. So I have a, uh, a trivia question. Uh, what is the name of Na- Naomi Wildman's daughter as seen in an alternate future? Is it A, Samantha, B, Scarlet, C, Sabrina, or D, Moral? Sabrina? How about you, Bill? Moral. So... It is Sabrina. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that because she grows up to be a teenage witch. Oh, no, there sorry. Wrong. wrong <laughs> so Samantha is her mom. Scarlet is uh, the name of one of the two uh, young actresses to play Naomi Wildman. Uh, I think the first one, I think. Sabrina. One of three. Don't forget the baby. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean of the, you know, the, the main, you know, like, the main, the main one, yeah. The main one. And then Morale is actually Tom and Morana's baby. Kid. Yeah. yeah. Dang it! As soon as you're listing through it, it's like because I knew I'd heard that name Morale, but I fell for your trap. <laughs> Who was it? Oh yeah, that was Tom <laughs> Paris's little girl. But you've been both... caught in subspace, Eddie. <laughs> both are from the last episode of Voyager Endgame. Uh, we see Sabrina and Morale. Um, I believe I got that right. Um, mm. Doesn't matter. Anyway, that's the trivia. Well done. Uh, and if there's, uh, do we have anything else to talk about, or should we wrap? No, up? but I do like his idea for a kid's name. If I have a kid, he's going to be named Subspace Eddie. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be fancy with it. Subspace Edward. Hello, my name's Subspace Eddie, and I'm a truck driver. <laughs> well, uh, so are are we done? Actually, that would make a great crossover film, uh, wouldn't it? Subspace yeah. Eddie, Subspace Eddie, and, and the Smirky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know, I know, it would never happen because he's he's just sadly passed away. But imagine if we'd got like um, Smirky and the Bandit just set in the Star Trek universe. <laughs> that would make a write it up, man. He's like if he's if a T Justice in the Type Four Armored Borg Cube with, <laughs> with Wesley Crusher playing his son, oh my goodness. and 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 the Bandit, uh, you know, just in like the Delta Flyer. Yeah, he he he's in a fast ship uh, helping and, to and, distract the authorities while a cargo convoy yeah. moves from Ferenginar to Bolia with. Uh, I've just I've just got it I've just got it in my head now. Beaufortee Justice in a Borg cube, the armored Borg cube that they self-destructed. Uh, the Bandit in the Delta Flyer, and uh, the Snowman in the DY five hundred. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Star bound and down, loaded up and trucking. We I'm don't know what they say can't be done. I've oh. got a long way to go, even at WAP 9. I'm eastbound, just whopping on right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Robert, for uh, for be, uh, for talking to us about your, your fan fiction. We really appreciate it. So there's so there's several canines in the background. It would yeah, those are uh, those are bills. That's my entourage. That's my entourage. Did you t- did you steal Wolf's tag again? I've had these stories. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill, how about you take us away? All right. Uh, thank you very much, kids. That's all the time we have for today. Um. Yes, thank you, too. Yes, thank you. You're very good. They're saying, hey, it's time for the show to wrap up. Wrap it up. Those are our producers, folks. They're very demanding. Thank you very much. Like and follow us on Facebook. Uh, Check us out in the iTunes store on YouTube and Google Play. Um, That's still all where we are, right? Yes, indeed. All righty. We're going to be adding to a few new things as soon as they invent a new kind of uh, Internet something or other. We'll be there because we're always on the final frontier. And so just special thanks to our guest. I want to really thank you so much. Look forward to reading the rest of your stories, Robert. No problem. Pleasure and to see you. Thank you, Adam, once again for putting this all together. Oh, of course. It's my pleasure. And I just want to say, MIC, see you real soon. <laughs>